Welcome back to another episode of Spectator Mode. I'm Neil Strubig. With me, as always, is Donald Double D Duckray. Yep, yep, still here. We got. We got. I have not been I, rescued yet. Been, oh my gosh, you know, rescued from what? An awesome show. Uh, we got a short list, though. I'm not kind of intentional. I know a couple of episodes have been uh, four or five items, but it kind of worked out that way. We're going to talk a bit about Street Fighter Six news, some a Joker sequel with uh, Joaquin Phoenix, a little bit of news on Diablo Immortal, uh, some extension from last week's episode two on loot boxes in there naturally. And we're going to talk a little bit about The Rock's newest blockbuster in DC's latest installment, the Black Adam trailer, which dropped this month, this week as well. So, yeah, I mean, no, um, kind of just jumping right into it. Yeah, kick us off. This, State of play. We saw the first kind of look at Street Fighter Six's new gameplay. Some new footage there as far as characters, the actual fight cinematics, uh, some new story modes as well. Uh, I mean, what's your take? What's your initial thoughts? Looks gorgeous. Uh, I think it's kind of interesting that, again, they seem to be trying to... Like, I can't tell from the video itself if there actually is like an overworld that you kind of like move between fights or whatever, or if those are just cut scenes that they're showing. But from... The graphics quality they don't look like cutscenes to me it looks like though that there actually is some sort of an overworld that you move through because it doesn't seem like cinematic enough and maybe you know like i said i i could be wrong in this interpretation Comes back to previous discussions we've had about does every game need an overworld does it really suit the style per se of what street fighter is but the game itself looks visually amazing you know the franchise i think has had its formula for a while and has just been focused on improving it so not expecting anything groundbreaking but um i think the real question is going to be what kind of monetization options are going to have because you know that's been an issue in a lot of games and i think in their last one too in the fifth one they got a little uh piecemeal with the content stuff and the uh the purchase options. I'm actually going to check the that. end. I think with five, I mean, because they're still dropping yeah. updates and stuff with five now. I had to get rid of it just because if I didn't keep up with the updates, it was just destroying me as far as uh, uploads for other games I was playing. But they came out with quite a bit for free, especially with the I think the second update, and they included all the retro game modes. But getting off topic with the new one, this basically looked like Mortal Kombat Deception to me with the story really? mode, and you're kind of going through and then fighting characters and like they Never pick played their Deception. fighting styles. Um, I wasn't too in- interested. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I'm a pretty big Street Fighter fan, and I wasn't thrilled with it. I was like, I don't need a Street Fighter deception. I will say though, the combat with the graffiti, how they're doing kind of the, the paint splotches. I'm calling it graffiti. Yeah, yeah. It looks easier to counter, which I liked about that. So the fight mechanics look smoother than five for sure. The deception part of it, I'm not thrilled about, but it also seemed like there's quite a few game modes as well. I should note, though, too, we're recording this now. The Guile trailer just dropped, so Guile will be a playable character in Street Fighter VI, but we are going to save a lot of the summer of gaming and state of play for next week as well since yeah. quite a few trailers dropped a little bit before we recorded, so I'd rather just have all the ammunition for next week for y'all as yeah. well. So. And you know, make sure that we're giving good, informed takes on things, you know what I mean, instead of half-baked looks at things, so for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah we can definitely hang but, on uh, to that a little bit. But I mean, speaking of half-baked, though, Yo, yeah, I mean, so half-baked in terms of, you're talking about mentally, right? Because we're talking about the Joker right now. As a confirmed sequel coming up, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is going to be coming back to the big screen. Joaquin Phoenix playing the sort of infamous interpretation of the Joker now as a mentally ill version of the Joker. Like, 
but not in like a comic sense of like, oh, he's insane. He's 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 crazy, you know, but like in like a like a man's depressed society sucks like this is you know what I mean. And I think for me, the question this kind of raises is, do we see this at all linking up with um, the Batman universe or do we think that this is going to still just be a separate project? Uh, I mean, I think this is just going down as a movie for me that probably shouldn't have a sequel. I'm saying that right now. Ooh, uh, interesting. I'm not excited for that at all. I mean, listen, first Joker was a good movie, not knocking anything away. The mental health take of it was very cool. Instead of the zany supervillain kind of thing we're used to the Joker. It's also a very morbid and depressing movie that I don't, I, it's not a movie I'm going to sit there and watch again. It's like, I don't sit, if Schindler's List is on TV, I'm not watching that again. I've seen it once. I'm good. <laughs> Great movie. Pretty traumatic. Same thing with the Joker. I don't need to see a second Joker take of him being a psychopath dealing with mental illness. It's like, it was a cool take. Like, this is kind of a money grab. And I, I don't think his Joker fits. We don't need him in the DC cinematic universe. We don't even need, honestly, the Joker in the last Batman we saw, in my opinion, either. Like, it, it did well without introducing him into a sequel, which we're probably going to get anyway. But yeah, well, I, I and- know, I, it's a depressing movie. I don't want to see a second one. That's just me. No, I, I, I think I actually agree with you in that take. Like my curiosity again is like, will these movies link up in any way, shape or form? And maybe that's just like me still waiting for a better DC cinematic universe. The Batman you loved. I thought it was a very solid movie overall. Uh, it wasn't quite as hot on it as you were, but like if they went down the role of building in that vein of things, I think you and I would both be satisfied with what could come out of it. However, the Joker and, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, I should be specific, I don't think fits that at all and shouldn't be part of it in the first place. And like, I don't like, how do I put it? I don't know that it's a great interpretation to begin with. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, what if the Joker was just a normal guy, basically, right? Like, and I'm okay with taking realistic looks at superheroes and stuff like that and sort of like bringing them down from the super more to like the, the real. But in a lot of ways with the Joker, they took him like, so far down i think there's an argument to be made that joaquin's joker isn't isn't really the joker in any shape or form that we know from the comics not that the guy's not certifiably insane but like not at all in the way like the mental illness way that's portrayed in the joker movie so i'm also kind of curious what they think they're going to do with it because i thought it told a relatively complete story what like love it or hate it like i thought it, it was did. kind of it was a good dramatic end. film like again it's you know, depressing, but within reason and as as a logic towards why it makes you feel uncomfortable watching it as well, which made it a stronger film and lasting impact. Again, maybe not rewatchable, but again, there's no real reason for a sequel, in my opinion, with it. So uh, I'm really not excited about it. I don't, no knock on Joaquin Phoenix or the director either. Again, they made a great first film. It's just, we don't, do we need a second one? I don't think we do. Yeah. I mean, so on that disappointing note, and I guess talking about other disappointing things, the next topic on our rundown here is actually Diablo Immortal. We mentioned this before when we talked about loot boxes in Europe and being banned, potentially immortal. Someone crunched the numbers and what this looks like. And on average, to get a fully upgraded character could take $110,000 to get fully upgraded characters in Diablo Immortal. So it's a massive amount of money. And again, like you will have those like, outliers where people get their fully upgraded character in fifty thousand dollars i guess right and people who spend two hundred thousand and still don't have a fully upgraded character because it really is loot boxes in the worst way mm-hmm. and there's been a lot of fallout from that and i think we can kind of go through that as we're having this conversation here but 
first take on Diablo Immortal. Do you think I the mean, game's even going K. to be a thing at this point? Like, yeah. is it going to well, sell? We talked about last week, but Belgium and Netherlands already banned Diablo Immortal. So now it kind of makes more sense on why some countries already did. But my first kind of take on this, aside from 100K being obnoxious amount to invest in a game, or you can make a case for almost anything in some cases, but especially a video game, I don't like the review bombing. I really don't. Even though this somewhat warrants with 100K, I don't like review bombing in games or movies in general. I mean, that's a toxic thing that we just got to stop in nerd culture. Like, there's no real reason for that. That's like top tier trolling level, and it's just kind of shame shameful in my opinion so mixed feelings on that on in this case i will say because overall i think review bombing is essentially dishonest right like the the user generated reviews of games i think are important for uh informed consumers and so i think it's important to that people are taking the review process seriously you've bought the game you've played the game this isn't just like you're reacting to something you've seen or whatever like i think it's important that you have an informed opinion and give an informed review of it so that people can make, you know, in, in the future, informed decisions. That's kind of the the merit system I think those are based on. So review bombing on the s- surface, I do disagree with. At the same time, like, I, I don't know if I feel bad about it in this case, because, like, this is, in some ways, the crystallization, right? The full embodiment of how bad loot boxing is in general. And right when they released StarCraft Two, they they uh, did an ad in 2017, basically making fun of loot boxing and like all that uh, monetization stuff. And you know, a mere five years later, they're doing this in probably the worst interpretation we've ever seen. So it's one of those like, I don't know, man. Like, what kind of consequences do you think would be fair for the company then? If not review bombing, what should people, what should consumers do to express their displeasure? I get it's a tough case to make review bombing all, and I'm with it there. Like, if there's one game that perhaps warrants it, then yes, maybe this is it. I I do see a point there, and not not necessarily disagreeing. I do just think review bombing in general, though, is still toxic. And I think, I agree, stuff like this normalizes it, and that's my issue with it. And that's true, because right when you have like those fringe cases where it might be justified or there might be an argument for it, then People are going to take that logic and run with it to apply it to other places. But I come back to, though, like, what do you think in in this case? What do you think players, consumers should do to show Blizzard, essentially, that they are not happy with the decision? And, and like, I know people are going to say right off, don't buy it, don't get the well, game and stuff. But, like, I think people who are a, smart enough to avoid it are not the people this is going for, right? This is going for well, the people no who are going to have an addiction and, and blow big money on it. Well, exactly. And I, I come back to a point we talked about last week with loot boxes and why, again, Europe's ahead of the curve here in discussion and, and putting restrictions in place because simply you see the 100K price tag to basically be the best version, uh, best playable character in the game. Logical responses, that's crazy, not doing that. Or you, hey, you know, I actually don't mind the game. I like it. I'm not buying anything anyway. You know, it's my version of how I play Apex Legends. I haven't bought a single cosmetic thing. I'd like the game. I don't care. I'll grind it. I'm not invested in it. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. And you just play the game. And you get what you get. You get your three, you know, epic chests, whatever they're calling them, at the uh, end of the month. I forget the exact tier breakdown, all that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, you get those three unlockable chests. Maybe you get some good gear. Maybe you don't, whatever it is. But then on the pitfall of, hey, you're playing it. You want to be the best 
now you're forced to play. And that's when the addiction part comes into it. So I think from a gaming community, the only thing you can do, and this is my issue with review bombing then, is you have to find a way then to bring this to the forefront of the topic, especially here in the States of like, this is exactly why this issue is bad. And then if you're review bombing it though, too, to me, it's kind of just staying then in nerd culture realm. And it's not really Diablo Immortal. If there's ever loot box restrictions in the States, Diablo Immortal is not going to be the case for it because of everything that's going on with it right now. And review bombing is part of that, in my opinion. That's an interesting take because I think you and I both agree from our discussion, especially last week, that loot boxes and basically the way games are being monetized these days are predatory practices. They should be looked at with a critical eye and arguably should be legislated in some fashion to sort of curtail that, um, what that might look like exactly. And so if we didn't get into all of that, I think that's a much deeper discussion than what we want to get into on spectator mode specifically, but at the same time, you know, review bombing, as you said, like the people who are going to see the review bombs and stuff like that are going to be other gamers or people looking to buy and purchase this, not necessarily legislators, not necessarily, you know, people that we would want to draw attention to this. This isn't getting to other outlets. This is staying within regular media outlets that we consume for gaming. So it's not really drawing attention to the issue. And again, like the, the business model is built on a predatory practice that like you can't talk with your money because the game is free to play to begin with, right? So the whole business model is built on the concept that it will snag a couple whales and take advantage of them. And those are the exact people that aren't going to really be able to just say, like, I'm not going to spend that money. They're the people that are going to, you know, go into it and just drop insane amounts of money, you know, and maybe, you know, I hope the people who do that are the people who can afford to do that. Realistically, we know that's not true. But even if they can afford it, then it's still just like supporting the style of game that like, okay, so then what's everyone else supposed to do? If I don't have a hundred thousand dollars to drop into a game, I just can't enjoy the franchise anymore. The game's just not for me, I guess. Like what a ludicrous argument that would be to make. I think, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's all around a disappointing situation. Um, if anyone listening has more ideas of kind of like, I think what the response should be to this besides just review bombing and besides speaking with your money. Cause like I said, I don't think that's effective in this case. I'd love to see some comments and some discussion around that personally. And, and I think we should note too, again, this is Activision Blizzard as well. So this is kind of another game too that I think puts them under the microscope of, you know, taking some pretty big swings and misses. And even though it is the gaming world, it is still the core of public opinion on your immediate consumers too. So not a great look for them. And I know we've been pretty critical of them on the show quite a bit as well for yeah. good reason. Yeah. I think, I think justifiably so. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. You want to close this out on something a little bit different, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Uh, sticking with the trailer theme and also DC, uh, The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> no, The Rock's latest installment, DC's potential next big blockbuster. We saw our first look at Black Adam actual trailer, not just a teaser, actual footage of the movie. We got to see uh, Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate as well, which was super, super cool. Uh, what's your takes? Pierce Brosnan, I'm super excited for The Rock is being the rock and like <laughs> someone said this best when dave bautista was cast in guardians and they're like even though they have similar backgrounds right like the rock kind of just plays himself and everything he plays the same character the same persona the same sort of like energy where i think for dave bautista there's much more of an argument that he's an actor you know like truly an actor that he gets into his roles that he bring something to it, some nuance to it. He's not just rehashing the same personality a million times. 
don't know. His his role Specter. I mean, he, <laughs> he killed it. <laughs> well, and like so many lines. I well, <laughs> <laughs> that slightly aside, though, I've, I'm like, I think Black Adam is a major potential superhero. Shazam is one of the few DC movies that I think was overall very well received. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like. It's it's one of those things that they have good momentum on they can build from. Attaching a big name like The Rock on the one hand I think is great for drawing in maybe like more casual fans, but I think people who might be more true to the franchise maybe will take my side of things and say like The Rock might not have been the best actor for Black Adam because The Rock is The Rock, right? Like I don't know how much he's really going to bring to that role. Uh... I can see criticism with this trailer because it was very action heavy and focused. And yes, the rock is an action hero and action heroes typically can be a bit one dimensional in some capacity. Sure. I would make the case that we've seen that with Baptista a lot, especially take the guardians humor away from it. There's really not a whole lot of crazy acting going on there. All right. It's going to be a little too generous body and all that. I mean, Dave, all right, fine. Just saying, I mean, you know, man with iron fists, same kind of premise that Batista is being a big old thug. I mean, it is what it is. But I don't think The Rock's going to do a bad job with Black Adam because I think this is where people don't understand necessarily the lore of Black Adam. He's an unstoppable force, okay? The guy chooses to be a god, and basically if he stops being god form, he's just going to be a skeleton. Like, he's committed to being a god and inheriting the powers since ancient Egypt, and he's remained that way. You know what I mean? The guy's just megalomaniac. It's awesome. He's ruthless. Just if anything's in his way, he's going through it. So I think The Rock will bring that energy and that kind of violence. And you do need a larger, bulkier guy to see that and the physicality of it. My issue, though, and this is where it might get a bit more of The Rock and a bit more of the, the cheekiness. And The Rock does have a good sense of sarcasm and a lot of charisma, too, to kind of blend the antihero charm in there is it does seem like Dr. Fate's trying to make him into a hero from what we've seen in the trailer. I just want to see Black Adam fuck shit up and be the villain. That's what I want to see a Black Adam film for. I don't want to see him trying to learn to try to be a hero kind of shit. I ain't about that life. That's interesting. I mean, I, I think for me, what's I really am still hoping for all around, right, is I'm looking for a good DCU. Overall, I think they're struggling right now with uh the justice stuff that they tried to set up i think they rushed into that maybe a little bit too much um maybe they should have taken their time to sort of look at individual heroes and characters play with those a little bit to find who people enjoyed what characters and stuff like that to then put their justice league together using that uh i think you know the issues that we see going on with ezra miller also come back to the justice league and stuff like that but like we have a solid batman movie out right now uh, that was a good starting point for a Batman cinematic universe. Could that be brought into a larger cinematic universe? I don't know. Shazam was a really well-received movie overall. Very good. And like, I'm hoping for some wins for DC is what it comes down to. You know what I mean? Like I'm hoping this is going to give them what they need to keep the ball rolling on this stuff that like they can put together a good competing cinematic universe because like gods above, if we could get some crossover Marvel DC event would be, you know, amazing in my lifetime. Cause I'm not one of those people who thinks that you can only like one or the other. You're 
absolutely within your rights to like both. It's not like a pick and choose yeah. situation. So I would love for both of them to be doing well in the various forms of media. And, you know, right now I feel like DC is struggling a little bit with their cinematic universe. And I'm hoping these pieces put together a, a better foundation that they can build from is what it comes down to. No, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm in a hundred percent agreement that, you know, I'd like to see DC get a win for sure. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited that again, my only critique is that, uh, I want to see an anti-hero film of him learning to be a hero. I wanted to see Black Adam be a monster. And you got Hawkman there, so let's see two godlike characters mm-hmm. just toe-to-toe. You know what I mean? I'm all for it. Like, Hawkman's a badass, and Hawkman also dies and gets resurrected. So I'm 100% for Black Adam, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, ripping off his goddamn wings and beating him with it, 100%. And I like Hawkman. It's not disrespect <laughs> Hawkman at all. He's a G. I don't. I don't. Well. I'll be honest. Let him get it. <laughs> Fucking... Hawkman, I always thought was overrated. Beings in DC universe, dudes, like guy comes out of hell just fighting everything, like he's an animal. But like again, I'm okay with him being a bit of a punching bag in this movie. (laughs) No, and I agree because I think one of the things we've talked about before is like the just overall plethora of of origin trailers and or movies rather, just like explaining like who people are, where they come from, defining their character and their powers, and like you know, Black Adam is a character with a lot of history that he's already had. So there's definitely gonna have to be some sort of, you know, explanation for that stuff in the back. But like he's, he's 5,000 years plus or whatever in his ways. Right. I agree with you. Let's not be seeing him sort of like, Oh, 5,000 years. And finally now I'm having this like come to God moment, this revelation or whatever. It's like, no nah, man set in his ways. He's, he knows who he is. He knows what he does. Like let him he be himself. The wisdom too, which is, I like, guess I think people forget about with Shazam and, uh, uh, black Adam, like they do inherit wisdom as well. Like he's not a dummy. Yes. He's a brute force. And like, he chooses to just be a manimal, <laughs> but like, he's not an idiot. You know what I mean? So it's again, like mm-hmm. he knows what's going on frozen or not. As we see him, like he's going to be well aware of like, okay, cool. It's years have passed by. Like, am I the strongest in the universe? Well, you're about to find out like, that's what he's about. Yeah. So I think that's probably where we're going to bring it to a close for this episode of spectator mode all around. Uh, some, Less than happy news, I think, in in many respects. But I will say, I think both you and I are looking forward to Black Adam and what that might bring to uh, the DCU continuity and storylines there. So, you know, fingers crossed. I will be seeing that probably in theaters. I'll be honest. There's I don't go to the movies for everything. You going to go out for this one or no? Uh, Probably. Honestly, I've been. Yeah. I've been going out to most of the new releases now. That's kind of back in full swing. So I, don't know. I like going to movies. It's relaxing. I love going to the movies too. But when it comes to DC movies, I'll be honest, I've been playing a pick and choose game with it because it's been hit or miss. So I think I, I think they've earned that reputation. That I'm not just going to automatically come out to watch that in theaters. You know what I mean? I can wait for it to get released on some other platform or whatever and grab it then watch that no that, that's fair. more convenient that's fair. I'm, I'm excited so. for it i'm also not as critical as, as the rock playing the rock all the time so. well <laughs> you know and, and to a certain extent maybe this is one of those roles that like it makes sense the sort of you know unbeatable hulk like superman kind of deal you know what i mean like that is black adam in a big in a big way that is the character so it's not so much like the rock maybe playing the rock as this is what black Adam is about. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Maybe I'm just being my usual grim and dark self, but (laughs) to all of our viewers stopping by, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week in another episode of spectator mode.